good time today in this word. Just don't get your, uh, get your uh, fire burning even brighter than it already is. And what I like to say, Ron, your woods are wet. <laughs> That's right. So, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to get into the word of God today. We look to you, Holy Spirit, to lead us, to guide us into the truth of the word of God. We're not here to further any man's plans. We're here to further your plans, dear God. And we fully expect to hear the word as it's meant to be heard and see the word as it's meant to be seen. And by your grace, Father God, we will be sure not to just be hearers of the word, but become doers thereof. And because we're doers of the word, we shall be blessed in what we do. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody in agreement said, amen. Amen. How many enjoyed that worship this morning? Isn't that good? Glory to God. I tell you, we've got some anointed worshipers. Praise the Lord. You know, one of the things I said from the beginning, and, and Riley and Sarah and wherever Kelby is, and anyway, they can attest to this. Um, it's not about entertainment. It's about worship, having a heart of worship. If you have that kind of heart, then you're going to see God show up. Amen. And I love it. I love getting into his presence and worshiping my glorious king. Turn with me this morning to Exodus chapter uh, 34, and then we're going to go over to Exodus chapter 15. And as you're turning there, I want to share with you once again this morning the word of the Lord for 2019 that Brother uh, uh, Savelle got uh, back in, I think it was in, in October or November of last year. But this is the word that the Lord gave him. 2019 will be a year of marvels and wonders. And extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. I think we all need to say this. 2019 will be a year of marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. How many believe that? Amen. Exodus chapter 34 verse 10. And I'm just going to read it from the New Living uh, Translation this morning. The Lord replied, listen. I'm making a covenant with you in the presence of all your people. Now, every time as a Christian you hear the word covenant, it should perk your ears up. Because a covenant is not like a legal contract that we make with other humans, with other men, other women. A covenant is different. And when God makes this solemn pact with us, it is something that is basically he's saying, I'm going to do everything I'm fixing to say to you. I guarantee it. Amen. And so what does he say here as far as the covenant? He says, I will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. And all the people around you will see the power of the Lord. The awesome power I will display for you. I want to see the power of the Lord. I expect to see the power of the Lord. In fact, I'll say it this way. I expect to be a dispenser... Big word. Dispensary. Are you with me? Of the power of the Lord. Why am I saying that? What am I talking about? Because God's power is in me. Resurrection power is in me. The greatest power ever used in the history of man is now in me. And it's in you. So what have we got to learn to do? Let the power out. 
How many know when God's power comes into to, uh, contact with something in this natural realm, something in this natural realm is going to give? Something in this natural realm is going to change. God is wanting to display his power in the earth today. God is wanting the people out there to know that he is real, that he is genuine. He wants to show the people that he loves them, that he believes in them, that he has, wants to do, uh, 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 demonstrate his goodness to them. Amen. And I I'm, 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 I'm believe we're in a season right now unlike any other season in the history of man. Because right now we're in the last of the last of the last days. And because we're in this time period that we're in, God is fixing to turn it up. I believe it with everything that's in me. God is fixing to turn it up unlike any other time. People have prophesied. That of all of the things that have taken place down through the years, all of the great mighty moves of God that happened down through the years, in the last days, it's going to be a culmination of all of those things. Ooh, hallelujah. I say, God, bring it on. I'm hungry for it. I want it to happen. Praise the Lord. Do we have a covenant-keeping God? Well, the Bible says in Psalm 89, 34, No, I will not break my covenant. I will not take back a single word I said. Sounds pretty confident, doesn't it? God is not going to break his covenant. The next one, Psalm 105, uh, verse 8 from the Amplified. He is earnestly mindful of his covenant and forever it is imprinted on his heart. The word which he commanded and established to a thousand generations. Glory to God, friends, listen. We can count on God to always do exactly what he said he was going to do. If he makes a covenant, he's going to follow through with that covenant. You can count on it. Oh, glory to God. He's a covenant-keeping God. He's a covenant-keeping God. He will not go back on a covenant. If he said it, he's going to do it. He is faithful. And what kind of covenant did he make here? He said, he declared he will perform miracles that have never been performed anywhere in all the earth or in any nation. Friends, is our God still the wonder-working God that we saw in the uh, the days of Moses? Is our God still the wonder-working God? The miracle God? The God of miracles? Well, look at Exodus 15. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders. Then the Bible says in Psalm 77, 14, You are the God who does wonders. Not the God who did wonders, the God who does wonders. Then Job 5, 9 from the New Living Translation says, He does great things, too marvelous to understand. He performs countless. Sorry about that. Countless miracles. And then I love the the message translation of this verse. After all, he's famous for great and unexpected acts. There's no end to his surprises. So is our God still the wonder-working God? He was, he is, and he always will be the wonder-working God. As the Bible tells us in Malachi 3, 6, I am the Lord, I do not change. Amen. 
That means from the Old Testament to the New. From the beginning of the Bible to the end. From the days of Moses right up into the days of Jesus when he walked the earth in the Gospels. From the days of the church in the book of Acts all the way up through to today. God has been performing miracles and marvels and extraordinary manifestations of his greatness. Throughout the earth. Amen. And I fully expect that this year of 2019, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I fully expect that this year of 2019 is going to be a year in which God is going to be doing these things with greater frequency. I'm having a time today. Greater frequency and in ways never before seen in all the earth. I believe it. I'm expecting I'm expecting I'm expecting to hear about it. But listen, I'm expecting to see it and I'm expecting to be used by God to do them. Oh, praise. How many of you believe that today? How many believe that God has prepared you to do something incredible and and, and just all-inspiring miracles and signs and wonders? How many believe God is about to do something that's going to take you by surprise? I know I am. Just a few weeks back, my beautiful wife gets a text message. And in this text message is a, another pastor's wife. And, 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 and he, she says to, to Pastor Joan, she says, says, our husbands will both be gone at this time. Why don't we go to Winter Bible Seminar? And I'm going to play, pay for your plane ticket to get there. Now, my, she looked at me, she says, when she read it, she said, surprise, God is doing something for me that I wasn't even believing him for. Did you hear that? Do you know that God does those kind of things? God sometimes will just bless you with something. Why? Because he loves you. How many have ever done something for your children or, or your spouse or whoever, a friend, not because it was Christmas, not because it was their birthday, not because it was your anniversary or Valentine's Day or any other holiday, just because you love them. Where do you think we get that from? Our good, good father who loves to surprise us. Hallelujah. Oh, what a good God. She's so blessed. She gets to go down there and, 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 uh, and I, uh, you know, it's just the way God orchestrates things. He's working it all out for them. And I know she's going to go down there and be so blessed. It's the worldwide reunion, right? And when, it, it, Huh? Worldwide reunion is where all the different uh, uh, students, as, you know, as many as obviously can come throughout the world, but that represent all the different schools that are all over the world actually come for this reunion, for Rama reunion. And I'm telling you, it is amazing because they, they have a march down with all the... Oh, man, it makes me... It's so cool because I'm a part of that. Hallelujah. You're a part of that because you're a part of this church. They march down with flags from all over the world. They're standing up there from all these different people and nationalities. And it's just a powerful thing. Glory to God. She gets to go do that. So I'll be in Israel, but she'll be there. So hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And it's not going to change anything. We're still going to have church. You should be going, all right, glory to God. <laughs> Amen. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. I tell you, I'm going to get my tongue working today. 
I believe God is wanting to do some things in the earth that haven't, we haven't seen before. Haven't been seen before. I really believe that. I believe that God is wanting to perform more and more and more and more marvels and signs and extraordinary manifestations of his power. Uh, and it's, I, I believe we're, listen, I believe we're reaching a time in which it's no longer just going to be where we come together and preach a message. But it's going to be a time when we come together and we preach a message with accompanying signs and wonders. Did you know that that's the way it's always supposed to have been? Bible says in Mark 16, 20. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. Right there. That's God's will. Right here. Do you know, again, God does not change. God does not change. This was his will. This is his will. And it will always be his will. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That word confirm there actually means to make firm, to establish, to secure, to corroborate, and to guarantee. So the miracles that accompanied the disciples' preaching confirmed to those people that they were telling them the truth. Oh, friend, here. God demonstrated to those folks who were hearing the word being preached that what they were hearing was so, how? By accompanying signs and wonders. By miracles. By marvels. Hallelujah. Well, when did things change? When did it become just preaching and preaching alone that was going to reach this lost world? It was never supposed to be like that. But eventually religion seeped in. I hope you're listening. Before long, people began to justify that the reason they were no longer seeing miracles and signs and wonders was because all of that had passed away when the disciples passed away. What a bunch of hogwash. What a bunch of junk from the enemy. Who are they to tell us that our wonder-working God who works wonders is no longer doing wonders? As for me and my house, we're going to keep on believing and believing that our God is the same God who performed the miracles back then. And he's the same God who's going to be performing the miracles today. And he's the same God who's going to be performing the miracles tomorrow. I believe it. How about you? Glory to God. God does not change. God does not change. But as we brought this out the last time we ministered along these uh, lines a couple weeks ago. If we really want these marvels and wonders and extraordinary demonstrations of the greatness of our God, then we're going to have to mix our faith in it. Mix our faith with it. In other words, it's going to only happen for those who believe. We're going to have to believe that God really wants to show up and show out for all the world to see through marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of His power. Amen. We're going to have to believe it. Go with me to Luke chapter 5. This is an account that I believe clearly shows us the importance of mixing one's faith with something in order to get the desired result. Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he, speaking of Jesus, was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. Get the next part. 
and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find out how they might bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. Man, I would have loved to have been in there sitting with Jesus when that roof began to get tore up. Glory to God. When he, speaking of Jesus again, saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk? Which is easier to say? It's easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you. Because what? You can't see anything. But to say, Rise up, take up your bed and walk, you're going to have to see something. So it's a lot easier to say, your sins are forgiven you, isn't it? But then Jesus goes on to say, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose up before them, took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. Now notice verse 26, and they were all amazed. And they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Listen to that verse in the Amplified. An overwhelming astonishment and ecstasy seized them all. And they recognized and praised and thanked God. And they were filled and controlled by reverential fear and kept saying, we have seen wonderful and strange and incredible and unthinkable things today. So according to verse 17... The Bible says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. To heal who? To heal them all. But did they all get healed? No. The only one who was healed, at least according to these verses that we just read, is the one who was let down by his buddies after tearing off the roof to get to Jesus. Oh, I love this account. You think they were operating in faith? Mm, so much so that the Bible tells us here that Jesus could see their faith. Listen, listen. Faith refuses to quit and give up when it seems like there's no way you're going to get what you came for. Did you hear what I just said? Faith refuses to quit and give up no matter what you see, no matter how you feel. Glory to God. Faith persists. Until faith receives the manifestation of what you're believing God for. Even if it means tearing off the roof to get to where Jesus is. Glory to God. Boy, that story just makes me so... It's so incredible. I look, I look forward to beating up with those guys. Man, what was in you? What was driving you? To go up on a roof. Carry a bed up on a, the... Con I mean, think about the guy. He's probably tied to the cot, and they're pulling him up on the top. Of a, we're not talking. We're talking about up on a roof. And, and because they can't get to where Jesus is. And, you know, they probably, when they got there, and it was so crowded, they got to this place, and they, you know, I'm sure the thought probably came, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We can't get into Jesus. This place is packed out. How are we going to get to Jesus? 
And I'm, in, I'm there probably looking around, and all of a sudden, one of them looks up, smiles real big. I know what we're going to do. We're going to get up on that roof. We're going to pull them up on this roof. And glory to God, we're going to tear that roof down. And we're going to lower them down to Jesus. We're going to get to where Jesus is. Faith persists. Faith refuses to quit. Faith keeps on no matter what. And hallelujah, that guy got up and walked out carrying that bed. But the point I'm trying to make is all of these people there could have gotten healed too. Because the power of the Lord was there to heal them. But they didn't do what? They didn't mix their faith with it. These guys hadn't continued to go up on the roof. If they had just said, I guess we're not going to get anything and just turned around and walked home, would that guy have been healed? No, but they mixed their faith with it. They got what they came for. Amen. And that's exactly what we must do now with this word from the Lord. We've got to be believing. We've got to be speaking this out of our mouths constantly. I'm expecting marvels. And wonders and extraordinary demonstrations of the greatness of our God. I'm expecting it. Glory, glory to God. Now, you might be thinking, well, you're the pastor. You have to. No, I don't have to. I want to. Because, see, I want, I want these things happening. I want the signs and the wonders. I want people to look at me and see God use me to do something. And it points to him. Something that there's no way I could have done it in the natural. I want to see a person come through those doors in a wheelchair. And they haven't walked. Their legs are all like, you know, real skinny. Because they haven't used their legs for years. And the Lord has to be laid. Grab them by the head and say, rise up and walk. And strength goes back into the legs. And they walk out of here pushing that stinking wheelchair. What's that going to do? Praise God Almighty. Can you see this is getting me stirred up? But if we're going to experience it, we have to mix our faith Here's another thing important for us to understand. If we're going to see the marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God, then we're going to have to throw off all the limits that we placed on God. And there are two primary ways that we can limit God and what He can do in and through our lives. Number one, small thinking. Number two, negative talking. Did you hear that? Small thinking and negative talking will limit God in our lives. I hope you're listening. Small thinking and negative talking will limit God in our lives. And if we expect to experience this prophetic word from the Lord then we need to get rid of both of those things. That means, once again, we need to stop saying that's impossible. That can't be done. Oh, it may happen for you, but it never happens for me. Stop talking that way. Instead, speak the word in the word only. Say what God says about a matter and not what you see or how you feel. Speak the word. Everybody say, speak the word. Oh, this is so important. Instead of saying, that's impossible, it can't be done, say that the 
the Bible says that all things are possible to God. And the Bible says that all things are possible to those who believe. And so I choose to believe right now that God's going to take this seemingly impossible situation and turn it around and make it a mere possibility. And as I continue to believe him, I know he's going to enable me to overcome it and come out the other side victoriously. See the difference? Faith, no faith. No faith, no results. Faith, results. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. God wants us to start. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Another thing we need to start doing. Now, listen, this is, this, is, this is something God's really been working on me about. Thank you, Joan. God wants us to look to him to help us start expanding our capacity to think bigger. How? How do we do that? By getting into the Word and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth of the Word to our hearts and renew our minds with the truth of the Word so that we're no longer thinking in line with this limited, touchy-feely realm, but instead we're now thinking in line with God. Question, is our God a big God? Does our God do big things? Does he think big? Have you ever gone out, stood before a huge mountain, at the foot of a huge mountain and wondered, how did God do this? I mean, you can just drive in your car and look at it, those beautiful mountains. How did he do that? Or have you ever gone, had an opportunity to go to one of the oceans, stand on the beach and just look out at the horizon and wonder, how did God, how big is this ocean? How did he do this? And have you ever taken the time and looked up at the stars in that big sky and said, how big is this universe? I mean, how many stars are up there? How many, are there any other planets like ours up there? I mean, these are things that speak of how great and how big our God is. Go with me right now to Genesis chapter 15. Here's the account of Abraham when God first started to enter into covenant with him. There's that covenant word again. Genesis 15 verse 1 says this. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram. His name's fixing to be changed to Abraham. In a vision saying, do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Then Abram said, look, you've given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is indeed one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this one shall not be your heir. But one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he, speaking of God, brought Abram outside and said, look now toward heaven. Count the stars if you're able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and, it account, it, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. What was God doing here? When he brought Abram, soon to be Abraham, outside and had him look up at that star-filled sky and told him to start counting. 
Because you're not just going to have a son from your own body, buddy. But your descendants are going to be as great in number as all the stars above you. What was God doing? He was expanding Abraham's ability to think bigger. Amen. Friends, it's time to throw the limitations off of our God. Did you hear what I just said? It's time to throw the limits off of our God. He's so big, bigger than most of us could even begin to imagine. He, we need to ask God to help us to start to think bigger. We need to ask God to help us to start imagining bigger. Let's get rid of the small thinking and begin to think in line with what God has for us. Our big, big God has for us. Amen. I'm going to tell you something right now. I am very grateful for this place, for this building. But this is not our final church building. I hope you understand that. Oh, no, we're going to have a glorious church building. I said a glorious church building. Our building is going to be so big. It's going to be fully paid for. It's going to be fully renovated. It's going to be fully furnished. It's going to have an incredible stage. It's going to have an incredible sound system. It's going to have an incredible lighting system. It's going to have an incredible children's wing and young adults wing and youth wing. It's going to be filled with the glory. It's going to be filled with people from all walks of life. Glory to God. It's going to be filled with marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. And it will be voiced abroad. Of what's happening in this church. In, in, in all the world. People will be driving for miles. Hours to get to this place. Because of what's happening here. Because of the miracles happening here. Is that thinking pretty big? Oh it is. Glory to God. It is. I'm telling you. As I was studying for this. Okay Lord. The Lord reminded me. Of a word he spoke to my heart years ago when we first started Celebration of Life Church. He said to me as I was out in the gym of that old King Tool building, count the boxes and pieces of furniture in this place. So shall be the number of people who are part of Celebration of Life Church. And I'm telling you today, friends, there was probably around a thousand boxes and pieces of furniture in that gym at that time. And God said to me a week, about a week or so ago, as I was studying, I never told you to stop believing me for this. So pick it back up and start confessing it again, and you just watch me bring it to pass. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Get out of the limitations. Don't be caught up in what you see right now, because this is not the end game. Are you listening to me? Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm expecting God to do these kinds of things. How about you? Hallelujah. Friends, listen. Again, I'm thankful for this place, but this is not a true representation of what God's put in my heart. He wants to do some incredible things. All He wants from us is us to believe Him. Put our faith in Him. Trust Him. And let Him go to work. I am, I'm telling you as your pastor, I'm believing for big things. I am, I, and why do I want it? 
I want to demonstrate to this world around us, to this community around us, how good our God is. How faithful our God is. How God loves them. How God wants to bless them. Amen. And when they again hear about the signs and the wonders and the miracles happening in this place, they're going to be tearing down the doors to get in here. Isn't that what happened in the days of Jesus? Crowds multiplied, multiplied. Why? Because Jesus, wherever Jesus went, miracles happened. And glory to God, I'm expecting the same thing right here. Why? Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm a child of God now. I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. His power is in me. And I believe for marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of my God during this year and from now throughout all eternity in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise you. In closing, I think. I want to give you some things, and I kind of brought these out last week a little bit, but I want to give you some scriptures to back them up a little bit. Is the, uh, if we're going to see this prophetic word from the Lord come to pass in your life, and actually, listen, this is true for any prophetic word you get from the Lord or anything that God speaks to your heart. Number one, you need to think about it all the time. You need to be thinking about this all the time. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, For as he thinks in his heart... So is he. What we think about the most will eventually take place in our lives. That's what that scripture is telling us. We become what we think about the most. In other words, our lives go in the direction of our most dominant thoughts. Listen to uh, uh, Proverbs 4.23 from the Good News Translation. It says, be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts. Did you hear that? Excuse me. So if we want this prophetic word from, for 2019 to come to pass, what do we need to be doing? Thinking about it all the time. Thinking about it all the time. Thinking about it throughout your day. And that leads us into our second step. Excuse me. We need to be decreeing and confessing it all the time. You need to be speaking this out of your mouth all the time. The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 4.13. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke, we also believe and therefore speak. In other words, when you wake up in the morning, say, Lord, I expect to see the marvels. I expect to see the wonders. And I expect to see those extraordinary manifestations of the greatness, of your greatness, dear God. Say it from your mouth throughout the day. Say it through your mouth throughout the day. Don't just wait till Sunday morning when I'm up here ministering along these lines. Say, repeat it with me. Keep it before you. Amen. And then number three, you need to expect it to come to pass every day. The word uh, expecting implies that you're looking forward to it. And it usually with excitement. We just celebrated Christmas. I don't remember. I mean, I don't know how it was for you, but I remember when I was a kid. I tell you what, I was so excited to get down there Christmas morning and get into my gifts. I mean, I was expecting good stuff, and I was excited about it. Has anybody else besides me remember how it was when you were a kid, or even at, at the age of Riley? Because she's still that way today. Now, I know one person in here today who has been doing these three things for the past few months, and 
That's my wife. She has great expectation for the buzz coffee shop coming to pass in the very near future. She's thinking about it all the time. She's speaking it out of her mouth all the time. And she fully expects to see the manifestation of it in the very near future. And because she's expecting it to manifest quickly, she's about to explode with excitement. And that's the truth. I mean, I tell you what, I get around her and I get excited. I mean, it's just, it rubs off on you, my friends. And so as your pastor... And as a child of God, I am determined today and tomorrow and the next day and the next month and the next month and the next month and throughout the rest of this year that I'm going to be thinking about marvels and I'm going to be thinking about wonders and I'm going to be thinking about extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of my God. I'm going to be speaking it out of my mouth constantly and I'm going to be expecting it to come to pass with great expectations. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah! I tell you, I'm expecting it in my life. I'm expecting it in my family's lives. I'm expecting it in your lives. I'm expecting it here at Celebration of Life Church. Now, you want me to close? Because i got one more thing I can share with you. And I think this is going to bless you. One more thing in closing. That Brother Savelle said the Lord spoke to him about that prophetic word. He told Brother Jerry... But the most significant marvels and wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God at the beginning of this year, the time period we're now in, will be financial breakthroughs and restoration that will cause others to stand in awe at the extraordinary workings of our God. How many of you could use a financial breakthrough? How many of you are believing for restoration with a family member, with a spouse, with a son, with a daughter, with friends? Then start to think about this and confess this and fully expect God to show up and pour out his blessings upon you and your family in ways you couldn't even begin to imagine. And start thinking about and talking about and fully expecting to have complete and total restoration with your spouse, your children, with whoever. Friends, I'm telling you right now, I'm starting to really think and talk about and to fully expect someone to come up and say to me, Pastor Dan, here are the keys to your new building. Surprise! Ha ha! Ha ha ha! I'm expecting to see these kinds of things happen, guys. And you're like, I know some of y'all are like, going, now how's that going to happen? What are you doing when you say that? Limiting God. God can't do it that way. There's no way God can do it that way. I'm saying, God, surprise me. I'm expecting it. I am, again, I am so, I believe the reason we got this place is for the buzz. Because this whole, but this is going to be all part of the buzz. This is going to be opened up. They're going to be able to have seats in here. And it's going to be a place that's, it's going to be so blessed. The hand of the Lord is going to be upon it. Glory to God. I believe it in Jesus' name. We're going to have some excellent coffee being served here. They're going to have some good treats being served here. Every one of you are going to want to be traveled over here to get some coffee. To sit in this place and, and do some studying. Yeah, Megan's got, she, she works right there. <laughs> That's going to be a blessing for her. Amen. But it's going to be a blessing for all of us. But, the, 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 but in the meantime, God's going to put us in our own place. And I, you're going to look at it. You're going to say, what? How can, how do you do this? And everybody's going to say, God did it. 
surprise. God did it. And guess what? We don't know anything on it. It's fully renovated, fully furnished. Glory to God. Can God do it? Is that thinking bigger? See how I'm saying this? Let's throw off the small thinking. Let's throw off the negative talking. I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there and, I, and, and I'm talking to God and, and I, all of a sudden I'm hearing myself say things. And I'm like thinking as I'm saying that in my mouth, it's coming out of my heart. And I'm like going, why haven't I been saying that before? What, 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 where have I been? Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for doing what you've been doing. She is a blessing to me. She has big vision. Big vision. And a lot of times I just jump on and go along for the ride. She's talking about we're going to have our own place, a beautiful build, I mean a beautiful house. And it's going to have all this property. And, and, you know, she's going, Dad, you know, when she's talking to me, she sometimes calls me Dad. But, you know, anyway, Honey Mouse or something along those lines. Anyway, it doesn't really matter what she calls me, does it? But she'll say to me, she'll say, why do I want this place? Sure, it's something that I've always dreamed of. But it's so that we can be a blessing to other pastors all over this country, from all over the world, to have a place to come and get away. And hang out and, and on this beautiful property. So I'm just kind of saying, I agree. I come into agreement with you. It's big. But you know what? We serve a big God. I am expecting this year, 2019, to be a year of marvels. And wonders. And extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. That thing that you've desired, you've got to keep speaking it out of your mouth. And you've got to keep believing, you, believing God for it. Because, see, he puts that in you, and it shall come to pass. It shall come to pass. And it's not, don't settle for anything less than God's best. And it's going to, you're going to look at it, and, and your husband and you are going to walk through it, and you're going to look around, and you're going to say, surprise, look what God has done for us. Amen? Glory to God. I'm like, I'm making all the girls cry. Anybody else need a word right <laughs> now? Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I'm telling you, marvels. Wonders. I'm wanting, I, I desire to see it happen so greatly. With everything that's in me, I am passionate about this. I want it to be passionate in each one of you. See, if we come together and we come in, into agreement about all of this, and we come to church hungry, God's going to show up, I promise you. That's, he loves to show up where people show up hungry and are expecting him to move. Amen. I expect him to move. How about you? Let's pray. Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you so much. Is there anybody?